0: Welcome back to another episode of the Voices of Mystery podcast, and there is especially happy today because oh my her personal God. favorite guest is back on the show. So I said, you know what, I'm going to be a good husband, and I one. so I reached out to our good friend, Mr. John Tagg. He is back in the house.
2: Hello, so everybody. Going. How are you, my friend? I'm good, man. It's good to be back. Thanks for having me back, guys.
0: Well, why wouldn't we? You were one of our most popular guests, and I've interviewed Is that porn right? stars. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? You interview porn stars? I'm more popular than the porn stars? <laughs> yeah, man, you're you're way up on that totem pole. Well, I got that going
2: for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, how was your holiday? We haven't talked to you since right before Christmas.
2: Uh, it was good. Um, really chill. Just uh, you know, we stayed in Los Angeles. Didn't go anywhere, and and just kind of settled in, and and. Uh, My wife's English, so I always make a big fuss about making sure that we have all the English, you know, uh, chocolates and treats and all that stuff. So I put on a couple of extra pounds this, uh, this year. So I've been spending most of my time now trying to get rid of it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Ours was pretty laid back. We didn't really do much. Just kind of chilled out. Same, same thing. You know, I, I really think the holidays
2: are overrated for the most part. Well, you know, it's fun when you have kids, it's fun. Um, i you know we have we always have a nice time uh the uh i like the holidays i'm they call me the minister of christmas around here because i'm the guy who does all the decorating so
3: (laughs) oh see that sounds like me i do the decorating in this house
2: yeah yeah Yeah, so so... yeah i i I feel you i feel your pain
3: (laughs) um didn't you bring your daughter to hogwarts
2: yeah yeah we um we have season passes over at uh, Universal, so we, we try to get over there as much as we can. We have the whole thing mapped out, and and we know all the uh, shortcuts and all the secrets about how to get in the front of line and all that stuff. So, yeah, we, we're pros. we pros. We we're in and out of that place, like, with no problem.
3: That's awesome. We have yeah. a, an 11-year-old daughter, and she loves Harry Potter, but we haven't made it to disney or hogwarts or anything like that yet
2: well <laughs> uh, you guys should go it's really cool um how far well, how far are you guys from where were you when you're in myrtle Z- beach
1: yeah
3: you're in
2: myrtle beach right right so you probably go to the one down in uh in orlando right
3: yeah yep i think yeah. we're about eight hours from there about
2: eight hours back, back- it, yeah yeah it's a good time you should you should check it out um and while you're down there you should probably check out the uh the star wars ride at, at disney um supposed to be unbelievable. People out here are going mental about it over at Disneyland. So it's uh, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to it. My my kid is dying to go. So we're just like, you know, just itching to go. We're waiting for the crowds to die down a little bit, though. It's a little hectic.
0: I know you're a big Star Wars guy. Did you check out The Mandalorian? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Like we, we still haven't gotten around to getting that Disney Plus subscription. I, I just haven't. It's not a big Star Wars guy. But what do you think about it, though?
2: Uh, I thought it was great. You know, it's what, – what was cool about it was – I mean, I'm a huge Western fan. I love classic Westerns and, uh, you know, the, the Mandalorian is very much kind of like a Western slash samurai film, um, which is cool because, I mean, it, it, the, each episode and the directors that were involved – uh, and the production team did an amazing job. Um, I think John Favreau was the executive producer on it, and he just knocked it out of the park. I mean, it felt more like Star Wars than than anything else to me, um, which made me really happy. Um, and the uh, you know the the actors that they had in that show were just fantastic. Um, I loved it. it. You guys should definitely check it out. Uh, you know, Disney Plus. You know, it's. It's another expense, but if you're into that kind of thing, and, and plus, you know, like, look, I'm not, I'm not plugging Disney at all. Although I would love to work for them again, um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, every they've got almost every single movie they've ever done on Disney Plus. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, it's just an endless supply of of stuff. Especially, you know, like I remember, you know, I'm going to be turning fifty this year. And I'm looking, you know, I searched through it. I'm like, oh my God, I remember I went to see that film in the theater. And, like, you know, there's like the shaggy DA and the shaggy dog films and all that stuff. That stuff's fun. Right. So it's, uh, you know, it's cool. Uh, I think it's worth it. Um, you know, uh, if, if you're into, you know, classic Disney films and, and if you're into their new content, their new content is going to be unbelievable. Um, I don't like know if I, Marvel shows. Are, are you into Marvel? Oh, oh God. yeah. 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 Oh, well, then you're going to have to get it because, you know, when, you know, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier comes out and uh, um, uh, WandaVision, it's going to be amazing. WandaVision is supposed to be fantastic. Um, the
0: She-Hulk show I'm looking forward to.
2: Oh, that's right. That's, that's on the schedule also for them to start shooting, too. Um, yeah, there's going to be some really cool stuff coming out, and uh, I, I have a feeling that and plus, I mean, you know, if you like Star Wars, you know, The Mandalorian's fantastic, and uh, the Kenobi uh, series is going to be really good too.
3: What is with that whole Baby Yoda thing?
2: Like, it's I get ba- all ba- ba- the Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's super awesome.
3: <laughs> <laughs> My daughter keeps printing out. I-, I guess she has a teacher at school that is obsessed with it. Yeah, so people- she keeps. Came- printing the pictures out and then posting them all of, all over her teacher's classroom
2: yeah so. people are people are into it um you know which is which is really funny um i mean the the way the, the the creature design on it is just gorgeous i mean they did such a excuse me such a good job um making it you know come to life i mean it's it's really really cool Plus, you know, when you, I I don't want to give away any spoilers or anything, but when you watch it, you're just going to fall in love with him. I mean, it's just such a cool little character, but you know, for me, the whole, the, the whole thing with the Mandalorian is, you know, is the lead character. Um, and it's, it's a good, uh, example of, you know, how great of an actor he is. Um, Pedro Pascal. I mean, he's just amazing. And, uh, you have to watch it to really appreciate it.
3: Yeah. Um, no, we don't have Disney plus, but we have Apple plus and then mm. Netflix. Do yeah. you have any other streaming uh thing that you watch?
2: Uh, no, but I have a bad feeling we're going to have to get the CBS all access soon because I want to watch Picard. I th-
3: and yeah, I saw and that. also
2: I think Stephen King's, the stand is going to be on there and that's a must for me. Yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to have to have that. Um, I just started watching um, The Outsider on Netflix last night. Have you guys watched that?
3: No. Is that good?
2: Oh my God! It's amazing. <laughs> I've,
3: I've I mean, watched uh, other shows that are on there, but I haven't. I, I there's I'm so overwhelmed with all the things. There's too much
0: content. So, there's,
2: there's so much. much yeah, you know, it's like I, you know, I'm I'm at the point now where I'm just ready to to ditch my regular television. Um, mm-hmm. because the only thing I watch on regular television, I watch the news and I watch Notre Dame football. That's it.
0: You, you, might, you might want
2: to stay away from the news, man. It's,
0: it's they're getting really crazy. I know,
2: I know. It's, it's so, you know, and I, 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 always have to be careful when I talk about the news and stuff. I don't want to alienate anybody. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's pretty grim. Um, on, you know, both sides of the fence, uh, oh, yeah. I, I, feel, I feel everybody's pain with the, with the state of things, but, um, that's, yeah, that's, you know, and it's like, you know, I'd rather not watch the news to be totally yeah. honest. I'd like, there's so much great stuff out there that the news kind of sucks you in with it's, you know, it's, you know, it's designed a certain way to make you tune in. Um, yeah. I mean, they are, it's it, the news now is basically entertainment. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. It's it's That's all nice. entertainment. They're selling ads and it's entertainment. So it's you gotta kinda take everything with a grain of salt. That's
0: kind of something that I wanted to ask you about, because I don't I don't think sure. we covered this last time, but um the fact of the matter is is like you have a job where you're in the public eye and you get seen by people and you and you're you know in this career and you wanna advance in it, obviously, you want to do more projects. And I I I guess what I'm trying to ask you is like does it suck. At the same time, because you kind of can't be yourself, you have to have a filter on a lot of the times because something that you say now may hurt you in the future. Oh yeah, totally.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, when I'm on Twitter or if I'm on social media, I really have to be careful what I say. Right. Um, number one, I'm not interested in getting into arguments with people on Twitter. That I I have no passion for that at all. Some people do. I mean, I don't I don't get it. I really don't. I don't see what the point of of being a, you know, um, uh, a keyboard warrior is, I I don't understand it. I I would much rather kind of, you know, connect with people that are into the same kind of cool things. I'm into, um, you know, the same kind of music, same kind of films. I I look at it and, and plus, you know, I, I use social media as, you know, a way to get a way to get my, my kind of, you know, myself out there and, and to help promote some of the projects that I do. Um, And I, like, I like connecting with like-minded people, um, and you know, I, 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 I'm not afraid to voice my opinion. Um, but you know, it's it's. Uh, I, I kind of grew up in a house where you know, talking politics was kind of gauche. You know, yeah, and you know, it was kind of something you kind of kept to yourself. And, and I kind of still have that kind of feeling. But, you know, I'm not afraid to speak out about things that are like that are really, really wrong. Um, I'll, I'll you know, I'll break the, the ice on that. But for the most part, you know, it, it is kind of weird when you're kind of like I'm, I'm I've done some some cool shows. I've done some cool movies and stuff. I don't know how much of a public figure I really am. I mean, I feel like it's getting you know i feel like i'm getting out there more and more every year um so it's like you know i i don't want to i don't want to put anybody off is basically it
1: right
3: no i get that
2: so so basically
0: (laughs) we were watching the award shows right and yeah i forgot who the hell it was one one of them came up there it was like a female I, i don't know what what the actress's name was But she goes out there and she just takes the stance and just puts out her her beliefs on stage. And it's like that could really hurt her. You know what I mean? So like that's what I was curious about. Just like the whole thing where like you have to watch what you say.
2: Well, you know, I feel like once, you know, an actor or performer is is already established. And if they have a position on something that they are really passionate about and they want to use their fame as a megaphone, that's their prerogative. They can yeah. do whatever they want. I mean, you know, we live in a country where, you know, we have freedom of speech and people should be able to express themselves any way they want. The one thing I really don't like is when I I hear um, or read, you know, people telling artists to shut up and act or shut up and make music.
1: Mm-hmm. You
2: know, it, that that pisses me off because yes, you know, it, it's it's just like you know, it'd be like an artist telling somebody you know, shut up and middle manage. You know, shut up and ring up my groceries. You know what? It's just like, I mean, you know, people are allowed to have opinions and are, and are allowed to express them. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to like it. If you don't like it, don't listen to it. Don't, don't follow them. Don't, you know, well, you know, why would you give energy to something you don't like? That to me just, you know, really, really bothers me. Um, But like, and people you know, saying, telling other people to shut up and do your job. That really, really pisses me off. Um, it's very I don't, demeaning. I don't, I'm sorry. It's, it, it's
0: very demeaning. It's like, it's like shut up and dance for me. You know, it's just, it's, it's like, a, it's a big right, yeah. it's
2: like, face. you know, these are people and, and these are people that pay taxes or, or wherever they live, you know, and, and, and they have every right to say whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm against all forms of censorship. Um, Unless it's something like you know, you know, awful like, like child pornography or something like that, you know, then you got to draw the line. But, but as far as uh, you know, um, people expressing political views or social views, then that that's they have every right to do that and 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 do it in a way that however they choose. In my opinion. No there was know. really I an mean...
0: interesting tweet that I wanted to bring up to you that I saw and I and I think you might have liked the tweet as well. It was from some random person on the internet and they did say, and they said something about uh, like actors mm-hmm. and how you always see the same group at every award show and every movie it seems like the same rotating cast and crew. Is there some sort of like secret society where these people won't let anyone else in? Because it, it it just really feels like there's the same people in every movie. You always got the same like ten people revolving around. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Yeah, very. Um,
0: I want
2: to see new faces. I'm sick and tired of the same people in the same mainstream roles. It's just it's oh, crazy. You and me both, brother. Um, you <laughs> know, I, I I you know I'm tired of seeing the same people in in the same films every year. Also, but here's the thing. When it all boils down to is that, you know, this is a business and you have to go with winners and even to get uh, a project off the ground, um, you have to have some kind of name attached to it, especially in, in feature films, because feature films now are, I mean, it's, it's, we're in kind of a weird thing where you know the you've got all these superhero films and don't get me wrong i love those movies i'm a, i'm a marvel freak i love them and you know you got star wars films and the harry potter films and and you know the whatever you know is the is the thing that's happening um those movies need stars in order to get the money to make those movies yeah. and if you're a producer it's very, very um, hard for. Uh, I, I imagine it's very hard for a producer to say, you know what, let's gamble and go with a complete unknown to, you know, ride out this tentpole uh, property that we have. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel like you know that's just crazy, you know. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, I'm am I tired of seeing you know The Rock in every single movie?
1: <laughs> yes. oh God,
3: I, yeah. Uh,
2: I mean, I, I like the rock and I, mm-hmm. I think, you know, he's, he's entertaining as hell. And you see, that's the thing. He is entertaining. Yeah. People love him and you know, you, you, you look past it. Um, but at the same time, it's like, you know, uh, it would be great to have, um, like the films that that kind of came out in the late '70s and early '80s with people that you know you didn't know about, and, and even the, like the '90s, like there you had that whole like group of filmmakers that were the independent filmmakers that were just crushing it. You know, you had like Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino and and um, you know all those independent filmmakers using people that weren't super well-known, but you know, uh, the most well-known people they used were like, kind of like throwaways, like, like John Travolta, like Tarantino kickstarted his career again. Um, yeah, he was awesome. Know, yeah. I mean, Pulp Fiction was an amazing film, but if you look at the, the cast of that film, I mean, it, it, you know, there, there aren't many like super a list. I mean, you got, you know, Bruce Willis. Um, he was probably the biggest star at the time in that film. um, and Uma Thurman, I guess, but, but they weren't like, you know, you know, it wasn't like, you know, Harrison Ford or, or, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, whoever, you know, the, the really big marquee names at the time. And they managed to make really fun films that people loved, um, with those actors who, you know, with, with people that weren't household names, um, Samuel and, L. Jackson,
0: another guy who never right. says to a role, it seems. Yeah,
2: He's yeah. in every single movie ever made, I believe. No, well, look, man, you know, it's like you got to remember he was kicking around for a very, very long time before anybody knew who he was. And, and you know, when you get the opportunity to work as an actor, you're going to mm-hmm. take it.
1: Yeah. Because,
2: it, you know, it's it. look, it's like being struck by lightning. Um, it's a good it's such a rare thing to be able to, to, to work in film and television um, because of the competition. It's, it's crazy. But, you know, he's an established guy. He's a guy that you know you can count on um, because just because of his track record. I mean, you look at the films that he's in are blockbuster films that make a ton of money. And that makes a huge difference to investors that, you know, when you say I've got Samuel Jackson attached to a film – Investors are ears are going to perk up and be like, OK, cool. Maybe we can, you know, make this film work. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I would love to to be a part of that conversation and, and take a bite out of that apple for sure. Um, just not there yet. <laughs> you know? You'll get there.
0: Um, let me ask you this, though, because I do want to talk about your podcast because I saw the, the uh-huh. post. you're finally going to do it.
2: I'm threatening everybody that I'm going to do it. Yeah. what's
0: the format going to be
2: uh it's just basically (laughs) going to be um kind of actor centric um also kind of you know hollywood and entertainment um stories uh, that i have and and the people that i know uh, i'll be interviewing mostly people i know and just kind of having conversations um you know it's going to be kind of loose um and fun. And, and I guess the, I'm gearing it towards, you know, people that are trying to, you know, maneuver their way into, you know, having a career because I'm still trying to maneuver my way into having a career. So it's basically kind of like a, like a, you know, like a journey along with, uh, with me and, and, uh, you know, if, if somebody can learn something from my experiences and and my, you know, fuck ups, then, awesome <laughs> you know uh, you but i up, i mostly want to talk about uh well i've already banked a couple of episodes i'm just waiting to get a couple more before i start to release them um so uh,
3: we didn't do that <laughs> <coming> well
2: <laughs> no Someone? i mean you know it's uh, you know I, I think and the one thing i want to make sure i do you know is i don't want to be too precious about it i just want to record them and get them out um you know i don't want to put too much thought into it otherwise I have a feeling that it'll suck up way too much of my time.
3: No, let uh, me ask you this. Yeah. Um, uh, cause you said you've done a couple already. Have you listened back to them?
2: Uh, I listened back to one just to make sure that there wasn't any like problems with the audio.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, like I skimmed through them really quick to make sure or, and like if there was some dead space, you know, I did a little bit of editing just to kind of tighten it up. Um, but as far as listening back, um, Unless it's a really fun interview, you know I, yeah. I I haven't no I haven't really listened back to them.
3: Yeah, I can't. I've, I've only
2: see- like skimmed through.
3: I can't listen to our stuff. I my voice drives me nuts.
2: So <laughs> that's fine. I think this you know I, you know I think most people are would be in your situation where you know it's like you just want to do it and talk and get it out there and and you don't need to go back and listen to it unless you know. You want to torture yourself? Yeah,
1: yeah, no. <laughs> you know what I mean?
2: Well, me. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's like, uh, you know, when I when I've created films and web series and things like that, um, I thought that, it, especially when I had to do my own editing work on it, I thought I'd be cringing a lot uh, watching my performances. And and you do, you, you know, I you do kind of cringe at it. But then I started looking at it, kind of. Like how an athlete looks at film, I was looking at things on how to you know improve myself as I was watching um, the footage. So I learned a lot actually from 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 watching my performances. But I think podcasting and interviews are a little bit different because um, you don't want to you don't want to be. Um, I imagine you don't want to be in your head with it. You just want to get it out there and and, mm. and have have conversations and not um, not uh, you know censor yourself as you're trying to do your job. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's
0: very therapeutic too. just, just, I imagine yeah. and talking to people. It, it, it really does help. If you're going through a tough time, you can help other people mm-hmm. and it's, it, it's a very nice way to get your, your your word across and just get your story out there.
2: Yeah, totally. And, and you know, it's also, I've kind of, you know, I'm kind of cheating with it and making it a, a little bit of a support group for myself. <laughs> 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 because uh, it's a, you know it's kind of a lonely life. I, I was talking. Who was I talking to the other day? I can't remember who I was talking to about it. Um, oh, I was uh, talking to B.J. E. Foster, who's who's a very uh, very good actor. You've definitely seen him on lots of stuff. He's <clears throat> he's also the <clears throat> excuse me. He's also the creative director of. Hold on, I'm choking.
3: No problem. <laughs> <laughs> You're
2: fine. Uh, he's also the creative director of uh, the Actors Gang. We were talking the other day and we were like, yeah, you know, it's like being an actor is kind of like being a Ronin samurai where you're kind of like a, you're like a, you're on your own. And a a lot of the time, and it can be kind of a lonely life and it's good to connect with other artists and and chat about things.
0: How, How do you deal with
2: rejection? Uh, it's, that's a job where you hear a lot of no's. I'm it's, too sensitive. It's, it's, it's got to be tough. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. This is interesting. Um, you know, I've been acting now for over 30 years. Um, lots mm. of ups and downs. Lots of, you know, n- near misses. Lots of, you know, good times. Lots of bad times. <clears throat> and what happens is, you know, over time, <clears throat> it starts to just... Um, you know, it just starts to roll off your back. You know, you don't really. The nose just become noise after a while. Um, does it suck? Yeah, but you get used to it. At least I have. I've gotten used to it. Um, but you know, it, what's interesting is when I started acting. I think one of the reasons I I, I liked acting so much was because I was kind of you know growing up I was I was kind of an emotional kid. Um uh I, I wasn't, you know, a crybaby or anything like that, but things affected me. I was sensitive in certain ways. And that helped me as an actor, um, being able to tap into those things. But as I started auditioning and getting rejected, I started kind of developing a, a tougher, you know, skin for that kind of stuff. And it it might have had an effect on on accessing those emotions, um, developing a thicker skin. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, a, after a while you go in, you audition, you get back in your car. If you're happy with the audition, you're pretty, you know, you, you feel pretty good for a little bit. And if you're not happy about it, you know, you're definitely pissed off. But then like halfway home, I've already forgotten about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah, and the thing is you can't, You, I mean, if I dwelled on every single thing I ever auditioned for, I'd go crazy. Oh, yeah, um, sure. And you got to remember, you know, it's like, like I said, it's like getting struck by lightning. Um, some people are really good at it. Some people are good at, you know, letting it roll off their back and other people can't, can't do it. Other people, it affects them too much. Um, the amount of people that I've come up with that just had it just have had just been like that's it i can't do it anymore is is pretty high Mm. and then you know it's like you i lose touch with them because they're no longer in the acting world and i i kind of you know you lose touch with them and you don't have as much in common anymore to talk about um so that becomes kind of a lonely kind of you know existence with uh you know with being an actor um you know when you're kind of the last one standing out of the group of people that you came up with is kind of weird. Although right. some people, you know, there are some people that I came up with that went on to have very good careers. Um, right. But for the most part, it's you know a, a lot of people, you know, it just becomes too much because, you know, without if there's no work, there's you can't pay the bills, you can't have a normal life. Right. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it it can be a miserable existence, and 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 it you know it fucks with your head. Um, because, you know, it's, you got into it for hopefully act, you know, if you're an actor or an artist or a musician or whatever, and you decide to pursue it as a, as a career, you're getting into it because you actually love doing it. Yeah. What happens is the rejection starts to, um, affect the way you feel about it. And then you fall out of love with it. And if that happens, that that's really sad. Yeah. Um, like i I know so many actors that are just amazing amazing actors and they just never get a chance um and you know it's a it's a shame when that happens um because you know real there's some real talent that's never getting seen and and uh i find that to be very sad
0: what advice would you give to someone trying to get noticed because it seems like you have to be extraordinarily something you have to have some sort of it factor to become a, a star and get cast in all these roles. So like, what advice wow. would you give to someone struggling trying trying to get up there?
2: I mean, my advice is, well, number one, my advice is unless you are absolutely in love with doing it, um, you know, don't do it. If you don't become an actor or professional, if, if your heart isn't a hundred percent into it, because okay. otherwise you're just going to be just, it's going to ruin you. Um, But my advice would be, uh, to train like, like crazy and to constantly be learning and figuring out ways, um, to, to make an impact and have people see your work. Um, in my experience, like, you know, before, before the internet and before, um, you know, uh, web series and all that kind of stuff. You know, you had to be a trained actor, and you you had to fight like hell just to get noticed uh, by an agent. When I was living in New York City, I, I I didn't have an agent. I had a commercial agent, but I didn't have a regular agent. I had a manager for a little while, um, but most of that work was done. You know, most of the work that I booked was was me finding the work, and then working like hell to get in front of whoever was casting it. Um. So, you know you've got to be kind of like a, you've got to be kind of like a detective and figure out, um, how to get in front of the, the the gatekeepers Well, at the time, the gate. you have to figure out how to get in front of them in a way that isn't, uh, annoying, <laughs> <laughs> you know, where you're not bugging the shit out of somebody <laughs> because that's a turnoff. And then the next thing you know, you're never going to get cast. And, and a lot of, you know, th- these are small circles and word kind of gets around. So you got to be careful. But you got to be clever. You just got to figure out a way. Like, like one thing that it, it, one thing that I would do if I was an actor trying to break in now, I would be training. I would be learning how to act. I'd be working my craft. I'd be studying classics. I'd be on stage. I'd be doing everything I can, and then I would take extra work and learn how to, uh, things work on a set. You know. Um, that, you know, when I was starting out, I did a bunch of extra work, and it was really valuable because then you kind of understand how things click along on a set. Um, yeah. uh, what else? But then I, I would also, um, I would utilize IMDb. Um, if if you're an actor, you got to get on IMDb Pro, and everything is right there at your fingertips.
3: People Let me ask are. you about um the IMDb thing. Yeah, because you do tweet a lot and ask people to click on it and retweet it and, and all it's, that, it's, but like,
2: it's but really I'm shameless like, self promotion.
3: No, but th- that's okay. <laughs> like I and I do it. We and do, we do it every thing. time. Yeah. I'm just like, what does that do? Because we're well, not IMDb.
2: There's there's kind of a there's kind of there's a thing called your uh, there's an IMDb ranking is and and that's on every actor's page every filmmaker's page and it kind of like you know shows where you kind of are in the mix now some people say it's important some people say it's not important i i don't know if it's important or not um but i do know that that there are some people that actually look at it and go oh he's got a pretty high rating let me take a look at this guy
1: okay Um,
2: so it's you know it's it's staying. It's staying in the mix, basically. The reason I, you know, post my link on Twitter and have people click on it is, you know, because you know, I'm trying to work the algorithm to keep my rating, my ranking up high. Um, uh, that's it, really. I mean, you know, it, it's, you know, it's it's a strange thing because now. You know, th- like little things like that matter to some people. They don't matter to all people. I'm not saying that, like, every casting director is going to look at your IMDb page and be like, oh, he's in, like, the 50,000s. The now nah, I'm not going to use him. That's mm. bullshit. You know, th- they're going to call you in. If you look right and if you've got to, you know, if you're your representatives, um, if you have good representatives, you ca- the, the casting directors are going to look at you. Um, okay. Okay. But, you know, it, it's uh, – it it's things like IMDb and things like your, your follower account on things like Instagram. Now that's kind of important. Um, there are producers that will look at your Instagram account or your Twitter account wow. and see how many followers you have and then think, okay, well this guy has, you know, 125,000 followers, you know, he's basically going to be free advertising for us. Right. Um, the show that I did, um, on Hulu light is a feather. Um, there's a whole bunch of those, you know, m- main cast members that are YouTube stars. Yeah. That have huge followings. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that has something to do with the fact, you know, I think them being cast, their followers have something to do with that. Um, because it's it's you know it's smart business again it's business you know right. people you know you wish it was just art you wish it was just you know merit based but unfortunately it's you know it's not how it is there's still a lot of people that are kind of rebelling against it and I, I'm like look man you gotta get on board gotta embrace yeah. it embrace it it's all about and I, you know I'm I'm like you know I feel weird you know being on social media and and doing all these things because you know it's not really my I'm not that kind of really that kind of person, but my, like I've got to put that stuff out there. You
0: have
2: to, um, you know, know, just because you got to do it. It's a free, you know. Before they start charging you, you got to take advantage of it. You know, things like Instagram and Facebook and, and Twitter and whatever the new thing is, uh, TikTok. I don't know. You got to <laughs> You know, you TikTok. should pe- people should be taking advantage of that um, to get to get their to get themselves out there. Um, wait,
0: wait till your podcast gets off the ground. You want to talk about numbers when you try to get sponsors? Oh that's all God. they look at. They look at numbers
2: oh yeah. Let me see, see. Yeah, there you go. So let me ask you this: um, When you guys, you know, how do you guys how do you guys navigate that field? Because I, I mean, this is something I'm getting into, and I'm sure that other people that are listening to this might have an interest in getting into podcasts. What, what? How did you guys? How did you guys? You know, get get started? And what did you guys? What were the steps?
0: It's it was tough, rough man. It's tough For about <laughs> six months Before the thing even started We were like Hey we're gonna do this And then like a week would pass A month would pass And then the, the topic Will come up again And we just you know Just kept putting it off Putting it off And procrastinating And uh, last December I was like You know what I'm, I'm sitting here In my car at work At my iPhone And I'm just gonna record something And put it on the internet For the world to listen to You know Yeah yeah and just kind of ranted in my car about a half hour, <laughs> yelled a bunch of f bombs, and people yeah. started listening to it.
2: <laughs> well, that's great. I mean, so but let me ask you this: when you when you put out your first episode, right? And mm-hmm. I, I don't know what platform. What would you use, like Libsyn or something? Uh, Podbean. Podbean. Okay. Now,
3: now yeah. we use Podbean. I think we started off on SoundCloud, right? <laughs> yeah, oh,
2: that's okay. right.
0: The original was SoundCloud.
2: Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't quite figured out what how to distribute it my my wife used to do a yoga podcast and we have a Libsyn account so I might look into that Okay, but um I'm just trying to figure it out as I go
3: I mean the first episode I I know because we didn't know what we were doing and he like he said he was just ranting in his car so I think he just posted it and that was it it took us probably about a month I came on and then uh,
2: You, you had to come in and 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 oh, set no. things straight right
3: pretty <laughs> much <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> listen he it wasn't he's
2: stuff. out of control i gotta I better get in here and, and,
3: all and the wrangle F-Fop. him like we gotta calm this down a little bit but no um then after i came in that was probably a couple weeks then it started doing um we figured out the twitter
1: right uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. That, social media yeah
3: and then the hashtags with topics that we talked about reddit was, was good. Huge for
2: us too.
3: Um, we would find like you would find like topics, right? And Reddit. Oh, yeah. Reddit scares
2: out. me. I that I don't I don't understand that. I'm afraid to to look at that stuff. Yeah. Reddit seems Someone, like if you're like telling them. that mess, it is yeah. a cesspool
0: of hate and just somebody raged out people on Reddit. Yeah, but
2: it, I mean,
3: it took a took a good while for us because we're we're nobody's you know, yeah. well,
2: let me ask you this. When you put up your first episode, how many, uh, how, 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 how did it go? I mean, how many listeners did you have or ha- downloads?
0: Man, it was probably like the first one, the first week, it was probably like a
2: hundred for, that's not week. bad for, for not, you know, uh, for, for getting yourself out there and never doing it before, right?
3: So, no, that, no, that was good. That was really we were good. shocked. We, were surprised. Yeah,
2: yeah. we gave ourselves a, a, a goal. We said by the end of the first year,
0: if we don't have at least 100,000 downloads, we're mm-hmm. done. If 300 and what, 70,000 downloads later, we're like, okay, this thing is starting yeah. to pick up a little bit. So
2: That's fantastic. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> it, yeah. did, so, it,
3: it took a lot of time and grinding, but like, you know,
2: it was right, a lot. So of- how, ma- how, how many episodes do you guys like do per week? Or, or, like, what's what's your schedule? Like, you know, how, how, do you, how do you go about it?
0: We try to do one every other day. Oh, really? So, yeah. We, so try. we try. So yeah. we try about three a week. That's normally what we do. And uh, we hooked up with another uh, group. We're an affiliate of a bigger group. And we do an exclusive episode for them that goes up every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Right so- on. Yeah, I mean, like, we just want, like basically the goal is with the podcast is, is to make money, and like we were kind of talking about before, they look at your numbers. So if 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 you don't have a good website, like we use Podbean because it's very easy to import and export your uh, your your download numbers to these people. Sure, they, they won't even talk to you, and a lot of people won't even interview with you. So it it, it it's tough. It really is. It it's. There's so many different podcasts out there. I, I think the last time I heard a number, it was somewhere around a quarter of a million d- d- different yeah, podcasts out there. Yeah, and
2: yep. so yeah. many people. And of course, so you many. know, I'm, I'm, you know, Johnny late to the party always. So <laughs> it's like it's just par for the course for me. I'll be jumping in that pool too.
0: <laughs> but, but people are, are going to be more inclined to listen to you because yes. you you've, you've got stories. I, <laughs> yes. I, believe so. I, I think so. I think I think you're a great storyteller. You know, you oh. Thank you. You're, you're you're in acting and, you know, you, you live in mm-hmm. California. you got a great life. People are probably going to want to be more inclined say, to listen to you than a couple yeah. of schmucks
2: like us.
3: You're, <laughs> wow. you're going to blow us away. I, I'm yeah. so excited. But you, guys, to say-
2: but you guys get porn stars and, and wrestlers and things. I don't have any of that that's it, it's it's such a weird
0: world <laughs> being, being able to, to talk to these people that you've seen on camera getting a facial it's it, it's very weird oh my,
3: <laughs> oh my god do you hear him
2: <laughs> oh shit that's crazy
0: question. so do you think it's it's harder now because you, you've been in the game for 30 years um, yeah. Do you think it's it's a lot easier now because there's so many different platforms? Like you got Netflix, you got oh my
2: god. I think I think there's more. Here's the thing that, that's that's amazing to me. I think there's way more work right now than there's ever been because there's so many different platforms.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I mean, you would think I'd be working all the time though, um, well, which is <laughs> you know that, that it's it's really it's it's interesting. There's so much so much going on, but again, they're always looking at the people they can bank on first and then the rest of us are all fighting for the scraps. You know, it's, it's trying to get up to the, to the level where, you know, you're being considered for a role in, in a new pilot, right? They're always going to look at established like name brand actors before they look at somebody like me. Um, you know, hopefully that'll change someday. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I think right now, um, if you're a young actor in Hollywood, futures wide open because there's so much work and and plus, you also have the ability to do your own thing. Back when I was like twenty one, uh, right out of college trying to figure it all out, there was we I wasn't the idea of making a short film on film, you had to shoot it on film back then would have cost you for like a 10 minute short film would have cost you probably about 50 grand. Oh my Now, God. now you can shoot a full feature film on your iPhone if yeah. you wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. and get it out there. And, and, and you've got distribution, uh, you know, with YouTube. So you're, you and Facebook and all this social media stuff. So if, if, I think right now being an actor right now is really exciting because now's you know everyone's able now to get their get themselves out there and be seen by somebody. You okay. don't need you don't need to be um a big star on uh you know on a sitcom or or on a you know soap opera or something. You can create that for yourself and distribute it through YouTube and become a YouTube star or become some kind of influencer or something like that. That to me is like mind blowing. I wish I had that when I was twenty-one. <laughs> well,
3: now, how do you find jobs like to, like the auditions that are going on? How do you find out about them?
2: Well, my agent and my manager mostly take care of um, you know things for like network uh, mm-hmm. television auditions or you know um, streaming service auditions. But um, if I'm you know looking to to try to find my own work, which I do a lot. Um, I use IMDB. I I look at, um, what I'll do is, I'll go to like, say there's a movie I like, uh, and I'll go to that movie's IMDB page, and I'll look at all the, you know, who the producers on that film were, right? Okay. And then I'll click on the producers, and I'll see what they have in development, because they, on IMDB Pro, they'll list what they're what's in development or what's in pre-production and i'll look i'll look at those projects and if i see something that i think oh that looks interesting that looks like something you know that's in my wheelhouse i'll try to contact that producer and just say hey i saw you know that you're in uh in development for this project or in pre-production um if you're looking for you know an actor like me i'd like to come in and read for you um Sometimes they put their, you know, their email address, uh, on their IMDB page. A lot of producers, you know, some producers do that. Um, the, the bigger name ones don't, you, you know, they'll put their production company, uh, email address down. You can try to get to them through that, but that's always like, you know, that, that's just very difficult. Um, or they'll put up their social media handles and, and I, you can try to contact them through social media. Uh, that's how I, Try to go about finding you know work on my own, um, and you know it's it's uh, you know it's it's detective work, and and it's like you're going to be sitting in front of your computer for hours scouring for mm-hmm. for for you know contacts, and then you got to figure out how to contact them in a way that isn't annoying. Um, yeah. You know, I, I made a mistake once of blasting pe- casting directors on Twitter, um, sending them my reel, and I got. I got really hammered by one casting director, you know, telling me that my etiquette wasn't my, my Twitter etiquette was fucked up. Oh um, my God. And you know, I, I, and then I wrote back to her and I apologized. And I said, Hey, listen, I, I, I didn't real. And this was before I realized, you know, that that was not cool to just spam the shit out of people. <laughs> <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, I'm just trying to figure it out too, you know? Um, And uh, I, you know, Yeah, that, that was, uh, but that was a lesson learned. And, you know, if anybody's listening to this, uh, hopefully that'll be something that they, uh, will take away from it. You know, don't spam casting directors, um, (laughs) join their conversations. That's a better way of doing it. Like if, if they have a, like a thread happening, just kind of jump on the thread and say, Hey, you know, I, that's good advice that you're giving us or, you know, whatever, just try to try to get into the conversation without being, um, an asshole,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know?
0: Yeah. Well, that makes perfect sense. I mean, you don't want to spam the hell out of somebody and everything you said kind of does have a parallel to podcasting because that's how you get your guests. You have to go through social media and you got to send them an email and you got to find their right. contact information. It sounds exactly like what we're doing here. trying it's
2: to It's detective. The- yeah. It's detective work. It's just, you know, you got to put, put the work in and, and you know, see what, you know, what, what, what sticks. Um, you know, it's, uh, it it it's it's a new frontier, man. <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> it's fucking scary is what it is, man. It's a yeah. problem is is when, when you get like two hundred million or however many people are on Twitter and on one platform and to say here, you can say whatever you want to each other. It, it it's it's fucking ugly, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to really weed out the good and the bad, but yeah. I find it interesting that you mentioned that a lot of these people will look at how many followers you have because I don't know if you've noticed, but we we've noticed a lot of these people are fakes, they're all bots for the most part. Yeah. Oh, you mean there's just so many fake like followers, like followers on followers on your account. Yeah, like on our account, on other accounts. Like I've seen like the same people and
3: on Twitter. Yeah, it's like some random
0: chick in like a bikini that doesn't say anything, and they just add you to like robo people. And you could buy these things as well. There's like services out there where if you give them a couple
2: bucks, they will give you followers. Well, that's that. That is a recipe for disaster, in my opinion. If you're if you're buying followers like on Instagram yep. or Twitter or something like that, that's a that's a disaster waiting to happen. And okay. I think I think you know Instagram and I don't know so much about Twitter, but I know Instagram. They look at that and they know that you're buying followers, and then you're it's gonna it screws up your algorithm, and then you're not able to. Uh, you know, people aren't seeing your posts.
3: Facebook seems to be the worst for us so far because you add one person
2: yeah. not
3: realizing it's a bot then you, the next you time you look hammered with you get like 20 more ads yeah. and like where did these people come from
2: yeah I I <laughs> Facebook I you know I used to love it now I, I'm, I'm barely on it um, I get friend requests on Facebook like daily and I'm like why are people in Hungary Asking to be my friend, you know, on Facebook. I don't know anybody in Hungary, you know. If I, you know if they're fans, you know, thanks for checking me out. But go to my actor page. Don't go to my don't go to my pro, my personal page. Oh um, my god! Yeah, but it, it it's like I I don't even look at it anymore, really. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: okay. So before we got in the air here, I was watching a scene and man, I I, I felt so bad because I'm like, I'm about to talk to this man. And I just saw him brutally get shot in the chest and then get oh. watch his head get blown off. Oh Jesus. He, holy shit. How do you prepare your family to, to to watch, like, hey, I'm gonna get killed in this scene. Um, it's okay, daddy's fine. I'm I'm here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um You know, I my daughter's now at the age where You know, she understands that it's stunt work or it's, you know, fake and and all that. So she's kind of okay with it. Um, There are certain things that I've done in the past that are a little too graphic that I wouldn't want her seeing. But uh, but she she you know, she saw the American horror story scene and uh, she was like, oh, okay, (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's uh, yeah, I mean, look, I guess I'm one of those guys that, you know, that people like to see get shot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I got a very shootable (laughs) figure there. Yeah.
2: I mean, you know, um, and and look, that stuff's fun. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's, you know, uh, you know, I I wish I was doing, you know, scenes that, you know, had a little bit more, um, um, you know, storyline for me, you know, um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, look, you know, we're fighting for the scraps Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and you know, uh, when a show like that asks you to, you know, do a scene like that, you're like, yep, I'll do
0: it. (laughs) Just just give me the script when I walk in the door. I I don't even care what it is. I'll, I'll do it. I'll take it.
2: Well, you know, and one of the other things too is, um, once you've, once you book, uh, like a network show like NBC, if it's a show that's on NBC or, or ABC or whatever, um, they, they, they see that you came in, you did your job and, and you were good to work with it when you're being considered for another role for the same network, they look back and they go, Oh yeah, he was approved by network. Yeah. Bring him in. Okay. So it, it actually, it actually helps a lot um, to do those kind of things too. And I like doing it. Look, I'd rather I, look a day on set. It's like that stupid golf expression. I hate. I'm not a golfer, and but it's like a, a bad day. What is it? A bad day of golf is still a good. I don't know. I don't know how it goes. It's still but a good um,
0: time or some shit. Yeah,
2: I don't know. It's still, <laughs> like, it, right. It could be worse. Um, you know. So like a day on any day on set for me is a good day. You know. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. But... <laughs> yeah.
0: It, Is there anything that like happened during your career that you weren't prepared for once you got in? Is there anything unexpected that just kind of like, Oh shit, I didn't know this was part of the business.
2: Um, I don't know. Um, that's a good question. I think, you know, I think you have this vision
0: of something before you get into it. Once you get into it, it's like, Hey, maybe it's not as cracked up, you know, because I thought it was going to be or
2: something like that. Um, Oh God, I don't know. I mean, look, you know, I think that there's this, you know, romantic fantasy that uh, that it's super glamorous when you get on set or super glamorous, you know, when you're when you're making a a film. But you know, the reality of it is, you check in at like five in the morning. <laughs> you, you know, and then you know, if you're lucky, if you're lucky, you've got a trailer to go to, and and a lot of times the trailers. Are especially, you know, if if you're not one of the leads, the, the trailers are basically, you know, it's a, it, it's kind of a like a big closet, and you are stuck in this big closet until they come and get you. Um, <laughs> so, oh my god! I mean, you can't even go out there watch well, what's you, going on. <laughs> no, you can. Yeah, you know, but a lot of times they don't want you there. The less people they have on set, the better. Right. They don't want people in the way, but, you know, sometimes like if, if I have, if, if they give me the option, like, you know, what they'll do is you you'll check in, um, usually with like an, uh, the first AD, the assistant director or whatever, you check in with them. They take you to hair and makeup or wardrobe, um, after you've gotten your, you know, your, your, your once you've settled into your trailer, then they come and get you and they take you into makeup or wardrobe. You sit in the makeup chair they they do you up and then uh once that, that's all done you get in costume and then you go back to your trailer uh and then you wait for them to bring you to set that that could be you know right away or that could be like 4 hours later oh um, my god so it's like you know there's a there's a lot of waiting around it, it's it's um you know I always try to bring a book but a lot of times you know you're spending that time just Pouring over your script and pouring over your lines so that by the time you get on set that you don't have any, you know, you're, you're ready to go. Um, but there have been times when, you know, I've been brought out to, to the set and, you know, we'll shoot a scene or whatever. And then they'll be like, all right, cool. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll pick up that next scene that you're in a little bit later. You can go back to your trailer if you want. If they give me the option to stay, I yeah. stay. Because I want to be, I always want to be in the flow of things because there's nothing worse than showing up and not knowing what's going on. And that's what happens a lot of times when you first get on the set, you walk into something, you're not sure what the vibe is. You're not sure if things are going smoothly, um, because a lot of times, you know, it's, it can be, it, it can be a little chaotic, you know, um, there can be a lot of screaming and yelling, something's not, not right, or they got to reset something. And there's all kinds of things that can go wrong on a film set. And normally they do things always, something always goes wrong. Um, when we were shooting that American horror story scene, um, <laughs> well, the, the car door at Dylan McDermott, you know, after he shoots me, he, <laughs> when, he, when he when he gets out of the car, the, that car door got stuck, so oh, they like it wouldn't open. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they had to like you know uh, stop. Sh- we had to stop shooting for like I, it, what felt like about an hour for, uh, of them trying like trying to kick the door open and figure out how to make <laughs> this thing how to because it was an older car um, <clears throat> and and the door got stuck so that that was like something that that was kind of a little bit of a setback, and, you know they and while that was going on, they came over to me, and they were like, "You know, do you want to go to your trailer?" and I was like, "No, I kind of want to watch them figure out this door, <laughs> 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 so I was able to stick around um but uh um yeah i, I like to I'd like to stay on set if I can. Uh, I'd rather be on set than in, in the trailer any day unless yeah. it's a really nice trailer where I can stretch out, you know."
3: Um, when you're on set, <clears throat> are you able to improvise at all or is it worth it? No. <laughs> oh, no?
2: <laughs> okay. No, no, no. Especially, well, it depends on what the project is. If it's a, a network show, um, you have to say the lines as written because okay. there's lawyers involved mm-hmm. and uh, Writers Guild and all kinds of stuff. So you're obligated, you must deliver the, the lines as written huh. on occasion they'll let you maybe improvise there mm-hmm. was um a good example of that was when i did lucifer um you know when i did the uh af- when the scene that i that i was in with lauren german mm-hmm. it was kind of a movie within a movie and she you know kind of you know, she dies in my arms and then you realize like, oh. that, that it's a, that they're shooting a movie within a movie and then she kind yeah. of gets up and, you know, the, the film crew kind of starts to move around and, and they, you know, I was talking to Kevin Alejandro, who is the director. Um, he says, do you want to say something as you're getting up? And I was like, sure. He's like, all right, we'll try it. So we, we did a take where I got up and, you know, I was like, Hey, can, can I get a cup of coffee? <laughs> <laughs> and if you go back and if you watch that scene, it they, they used it, yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Um, which was great. Um, That's
1: awesome.
2: Yeah, uh, that that happens. Um, like on a lot of independent projects, you know, once you kind of get the when you've when you've done this done the scene, you take it, done a you've oh taken done it. God, I can't talk. Done a couple of takes of the scene. Um, the director might let you play around with it, and you know, might say, "Let's let's kind of let it loose and improv and see what happens." But that's, you know, that's kind of a rare thing. But it does happen. Mm-hmm. I, I've, it's happened to me. But but when it's a network show, it's always like say the fucking lines the way they're written. <laughs> hit your mark. Hit your mark and say the lines.
0: <laughs> now, let me ask you this though, because this is something I'm very curious about with with people that have agents. Do you like specifically tell them to look for certain jobs, or is there any kind of job that you avoid doing? Like, is there any genre or anything like that you don't want to do? Um,
2: I, I guess when you're at a, when you hit a certain like when you when you start to become kind of well known, I think you are, you can be more selective. But like for like a working class actor like me, it's you know. You, you get what you get. Um, I don't say no unless it's something, I mean, completely, like, that I'm not right for. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've gone into things where, like, the subject matter is really <clears throat> kind of like, oh, God. Um, but, you know, I, I, I tend to – when they send me out, I tend to, to always – I, I tend to always go in and audition because, I'll, it, especially if it's a casting director I haven't read for, even if I'm not right for the part, I yeah. want to go in and I want to read for that casting director and I want to do it the best I can so that they'll be like, oh, he's pretty good. Uh, let's bring him back for something else. He's not right for this, but maybe, you know. And a lot of times my agent or manager will tell me, they're like, look, go in and read for this. You, you know, you're probably not going to get it, but it's a good opportunity for you to meet this casting director. Mm-hmm. So I always I always take the take the bait on that and always you know try to try to do that and develop a relationship.
3: Do you um <clears throat> sorry do you worry about changing your appearance because and I'm asking you this because on Twitter th- this week I think it was you were asking
0: long hair or short yeah, hair, yeah. long hair or short <laughs> hair
3: and I was just wondering like do you, when you change your appearance a little bit does that worry you at all when you go in for these
2: auditions? Uh, well, that's something that I, you know, I always have to kind of think about. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm choking again. No, that's fine. I don't know what it is with you guys. I start to choke when I talk to you guys. <laughs> I get very emotional. So sorry. <laughs> uh, it's all right. It's uh, talk, you know, talking about myself. It's very emotional. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, like I'm. Ch- every once in a while, you got to kind of maybe switch up your look a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um... The look that I've kind of been going with for, I guess, the last three years has been kind of like a short-haired kind of, you know, look that, you know, I could play a detective or a cop or, you know, a gun dealer or, or, you know, more military kind of roles, you know. Um, You know, and it's trying to find like the... The balance, you know, right now I'm being seen for a lot of those those roles where I'm either kind of like a little rougher, you know, like kind of a rougher type of character.
1: Okay. But,
2: you know, I would very much like to do stuff like This Is Us. Oh, uh,
3: yes. I love that show. You know, it
2: makes me cry. Or, you know, you know, something a little bit more like well, like a softer look. But you got to mm-hmm. kind of go with what works. And, you know, lately that seems to be the thing that's been working the most for me. Although, uh, I'll be totally upfront and honest with you guys. I haven't had an audition uh, since before Christmas. So this has been a kind of a bit of a long stretch of not auditioning and not working. I'm I'm going back to work on the web series Consequences on Saturday. And that'll be the first thing I've done all year. Uh, So it's... Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's 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 you know, sometimes changing your look or changing, you know, or getting a different type of headshot kind of sparks interest in, in casting directors who've seen the same head, your same headshot for the last three years, you know. So yeah. it's good to change things up, but I don't want to, like, I'm being careful about how much I change things up. I don't want to do something so completely drastic where they would look at me and go, oh, we, you know, it's going to pigeonhole him in this one thing. You know what I
0: mean? Right. I did
2: vote short hair, by the way. You voted <laughs> You voted short hair. Excellent. I voted yeah, short. I think I'm going to stay short. I, I think it's probably going to be, you know, a, a little, maybe a little longer than my primary headshot. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I, I'm going to keep it, keep it kind of short.
3: Now, you mentioned that you're going to be going back to consequences. Wh- where can you find that? Because I was trying to look for it today and I couldn't find it anywhere.
2: It should be up on, on YouTube. Or, is it on YouTube? Yeah, and it's also on Facebook. Um,
3: oh, okay. I did not look on look Facebook. Look
2: on Facebook. It's probably on there. Uh, the, fir- the first season is on there for sure. Okay. Um, I think they have a... Let me, let, me, let me look and see if they've got a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they do. Um,
3: I did find uh, Death May Hide Me.
2: Oh, did you watch that?
3: Yes. Yes, I did. I thought that was great.
2: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I also just recently—it's uh, uh, consequences uh, underscore TV on uh, on uh, YouTube, or just type in consequences web series, and you'll see um, you'll see the icon for it come up.
0: Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, so I saw the the uh, the trailer for Dark Road.
2: Ah yes. And there was yes. A scene. Thank
3: you for sending that because I know. You're welcome. Yes. Certain people can see it, so yeah. I felt very privileged very that we privileged. were able to look at it.
2: Yeah, well, thank it. you. I hope you. I hope you enjoyed it.
0: Well, there's one scene that really, <laughs> there's one like little <clears throat> glimmer of something that was going on. You were kissing someone. Yeah, you are kissing a woman. So I wanted to ask you this Uh-oh. because my wife and I had a conversation about like what she would do if I was kissing a woman on TV, and uh-huh. she was. How, how did your wife react or how does she react to seeing you on camera kissing a, a beautiful woman <laughs> uh <laughs> um
2: i guess you know i is she
3: standing there watching you off to the side <laughs> no
2: no she's never on set with me that would, never, that would never work um she uh she's cool with it um you know i i haven't you know, I've done, I've done, you know, I've done a bunch of those kind of scenes. And, you know, it's, let me tell you, I'll be honest. I mean, they're, those scenes are hard to do. They're not, they're not, um, they can be, they can get uncomfortable. Not, not because, you know, you're, you're, you don't like the person you're kissing or, or anything like that, but they, it just gets uncomfortable after a while because you got to do so many takes of it.
1: Right. Um,
2: And it's just after a while, 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 yeah, I mean, it, it, (laughs) trust me, there's, you know, uh, it's nice to be, you know, you know, attracted to the person that you're kissing, but it doesn't, it's, it's, you know, it's not that big of a deal. Um, you know, Claire, my wife, uh, she's super cool about it. She gets it. She used to be an actress, so she knows. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Um, and those scenes, you know, there aren't as many of those as, as, you know, I don't have that many happening. Like normally, it's it's me getting you know shot. Yes. <laughs> so, so when when that There's does happen, a gun you involved. Know, they, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it's a little awkward. Um, but you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, if we just look at it like it's just me me working, you mm-hmm. know.
0: Are the kisses, like, because some sometimes when you see a, a kiss, you, you could tell they were like, kissing off of the side of the mouth, and sometimes it looks like people are really going at it. Is there an art form to fake kissing?
2: Mm, no, I mean, I've never, I mean, I've never, like, if it looks fake, it's going to come, if it feels fake, it's going to look fake. Yeah. Um. You know, it's, you just get in there and you just kiss, <laughs> you know, just go for it. You know, part of, part of me you know, actors have to take risks and, 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 you know, in order for the performance to be honest, you have to really, you know, you got to really go for it. Um, you know, the girl that I was kissing or the woman that I was kissing in that scene, uh, Michelle Martin, we've known, I've known Michelle now for a while. Um, and we're just, we were comfortable with each other. And, and, you know, it was, uh, she was a trooper in that scene. Um, so, you know, uh, you know, and it's also nice to know the person. So there's no like weird, nothing weird happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I haven't had the experience yet of having to do it uh, to kiss somebody on screen that I don't know. Well, actually that's not true now that I think about it when you don't know the person, it can be a little awkward because you got to kind of figure it out and break the ice and and get comfortable with each other and and establish some trust. uh, Right. Because otherwise it's like, it can be really uncomfortable and awkward. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's part of the job, I Mm -hmm. guess, you know, um, I'm sure that she would rather I didn't do that, you know. But it's, <laughs> it's a part of it, you know. What can so, I do?
3: <laughs> what's going on with um Dark Road?
2: Well, right now, what I'm doing is I'm trying to get um, meetings, uh, you know, to pitch the concept um, and see if anybody wants to take it on. Uh, so the the trailer that you watched is basically a proof of concept trailer. Like this is the f- kind of the tone and and kind of the look of the show. Okay, and it's so
3: uh, really really good. Like I, oh, okay. I I really want to watch it. It's
2: it's definitely right down her alley with the kind of stuff that she watches. Um,
3: I'm all over that.
2: So well, I think yeah, and you know I'm glad you say this because I think there is definitely an audience for this kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's got everything you could ever want. You know, it's got time travel and um it's got you know uh 1930s gangsters and and mm-hmm. 1980s you know uh haircuts and you
3: know, it's, yeah it's i got thought it all- was great so i'm and, excited i i hope uh, someone picks it up
2: well, i hope so too you know that's the that's the trick it's it's it, and it well, what i'm learning is <clears throat> it's a completely different animal um trying to get these meetings uh it, it's not like auditioning for a film it's it's completely the pitch meetings are completely different and you need there's a a way that you have to go about doing it and I'm and I'm definitely on a learning curve I'm trying to figure it out uh because I don't have a literary uh agent if I had a literary agent things might be a little bit easier so that's part of the plan is finding a literary agent finding producers or showrunner uh um that might want to get behind it
1: mm-hmm. so that's
2: where that's I'm at with that tough but um oh, but i'm i'm you know it, it's 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 new territory for me and i'm i'm excited about it and i'm and i'm nervous this this is i'm nervous about this um i'm nervous about um going in and pitching it um because it's it's just a different it's just a different thing completely from being an actor
3: well now th- okay correct me if i'm wrong this was your idea but co-wrote it with someone correct?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I came up with the concept uh, okay. and um, I I pitched it to uh, a friend of mine who's a writer. Her name's Carly street. And we spent a year collaborating and creating the pilot script. Uh, so we wrote out a whole, um, you know, first episode pilot script. Um, it's about an hour, you know, it, w- it would run probably at 45 to an hour. And, um, And we also spent, you know, that as we were writing it, we spent time developing the world, uh, creating what's called, uh, you know, a a show Bible, um, which is basically, you know, kind of laying out, you know the character arcs and and the descriptions of of the world that they're living in and and you know kind of how the season would go and if the season would go into you know a second season where that would go and so it was kind of like a lot of a lot of uh you know work that goes along with it and it's just you know material that you would bring into the pitch meeting you know you would have your the, the idea is this we have a script
0: mm-hmm. we
2: have a we have a proof of concept trailer we also have a show Bible. and on top of all that, we're going to have a graphic um, uh, comic book uh, yeah, cool. that we're going to be yeah. presenting also. Um, and we're waiting on the artwork to finish uh, for that. I think we're we're almost done with that. Um, so it's just I'm trying to bring in as much firepower as I can to these meetings uh, to lay it all out so people so people can understand it because the concept is a little tricky, you know, trying to explain it. But mm-hmm. if they can see it, then they can under. I think they'll understand it, you know, really quickly and be able to kind of get behind it. Um, what about using the power of social media,
0: like uh, GoFundMe or something
2: like that, like a Kickstarter? Well, we did Kickstarter to raise money for the trailer, uh, okay. and we were. It was, what was amazing about that was we were fully funded on the first day.
1: Damn! Wow.
2: Um, Yeah, that's awesome. And then, so and what was great was we, you know, we did it at around Christmas time, and uh, uh, we were worried that we weren't going to get any money for it, but we ended up you know you because of you know the amazing fans that i have and and the people on social media and and friends and family they they were able to help us get it funded on the first day and then after that we had another 29 days of fundraising so we were able to raise more money than we had planned
3: holy crap
2: uh, and and you know we needed that money um and, you know we went out we shot it for i think we three day shoot um and uh yeah, we we oh, cobbled together the you know, I, I, I was able to cobble together the, the the footage into a trailer. So yeah, I had to do I did the trailer myself. I did the coloring and the editing and the uh the music and and the whole thing.
3: Well see uh, the last time you were on here I told you how much I liked the the rolling
2: soldier. So yeah. I'm
3: super excited for this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, uh, I hope it goes, you know. And you know, it, maybe if it doesn't if it doesn't find a home, uh maybe I can turn it into a web series, but that would be one hell of an expensive web series. Yeah. Uh, it's possible to so.
0: like a fully fan-funded show. Try saying that five times fast. Fully fan funded.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that would be great if 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 we could do it. It would be amazing. Um, but uh, you know, and it's but then I also think about the Rolling Soldier and, and how much work that was. Um, uh, that was very difficult making that mm-hmm. that series. And you know, there's a part of me also that would maybe want to revisit the Rolling Soldier also. But right now my focus is on is on uh, the Dark Road, trying to sell that. Yeah. That so. Question. So if there's anybody out there listening. <laughs> that has any contacts with anybody that might be able to, uh, you know, take on a pitch meeting with me, please hit me up at John J tag on Instagram or Twitter.
0: <laughs> Good hey, for you. Hey, it's not time for the plugs yet. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> we do that at the end of the show,
2: right? I had to sneak it in. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, you did mention that you watch Dracula on Twitter, and I'll tell you, I don't watch a lot of shows. I, I yeah. really don't watch much TV, but Dracula was phenomenal. What are your thoughts on the show?
2: First? Well, I just started it. Um, oh, and, okay. and I and I, so I had. I, I, I'm about. <sighs> three quarters of the way through the first episode, but then I had to stop because my wife wants to watch it with me. So
3: well, they're I, long episodes. If I, I have to,
2: have to, yeah, they're like an hour, hour something. Yeah. So we're going to go back and I'm going to rewatch. But the first episode was like, Oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> I, I love, I love Gothic horror. I'm not big on gore, but I like Gothic stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I was like, God, oh, this is great. Uh, and I also, uh, uh, I really, I I just finished watching uh, The Witcher. uh,
3: Oh my god, so good!
2: Which I really was surprised with because I was like, "This seems kind of corny." And I'm a, you know, (laughs) I I like, you know, I was a huge Game of Thrones fan until they completely shit the bed. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was really like satisfied with Witcher. It was filling a need that I didn't know
0: I had. So yeah.
2: 10 minutes, I couldn't do it. Yeah,
3: I watched the whole thing, and I I thought it was, although I was a little confused. See, I didn't read the books. Oh,
2: yeah. I I had no idea what was going on in, like, the first two episodes. I was just, like, enjoying, you know, all the eye candy and all the, you know, (laughs) the fun stuff about it um, until, like, oh, I see. Okay, everything's starting to merge, and we'll figure it out as we go.
3: Once Um, things started uh, connecting, then I'm like, okay, this show is actually... Because I would start the episode, and I would be bored, but then something would pull me in, so I had to hit the next episode. Uh huh. And then I just kept going and I loved it. What do you think about, um, what was her name? Jennifer? Was that her name?
2: I thought the, the, I think the transformation that she mm-hmm. made was incredible.
3: Oh my God. She was such a badass at the end.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I thought she was, um, I, th- I was really impressed with, um, uh with the way she was able to play that kind of deformed character yeah and then uh, cuz she was fully committed i was like man she's really got that that those um characteristics down and and she's you know emotionally there and and then you know the transformation is it was really interesting i kind of liked i liked her better as the deformed character cuz i thought it was more interesting yeah okay um because I was, I was like, I thought her struggle was really cool,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought she was just. I think she's a great actor. I, I don't even know who that actress is. Um, I don't know what her name is. Um, but you see, there's there's a show where there's only like the the only actor I know in it is Henry Cavill. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's and only everybody else, everybody too. else around them are a bunch of you know they might be pretty well known in in, in England or you know on the BBC, but I don't know them. Yeah. Um so it's, that's it's, refreshing it's, yeah. seeing seeing actors I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um but then you know when you w- I was watching uh we started watching uh The Outsider last night and god the actors in that are fantastic and you know the, I mean Jason Bateman is is uh you know fairly well known because of Arrested Development and and you know his yeah. work as a you know I was a Teen Wolf and all that. But you know when you got like Ben Mendelsohn in in a uh, in a film or a TV show, I'm I'm all about it because that guy is, in my opinion, probably the best actor that's out there right now.
3: Okay, See, now because I, I watch a lot of a lot of stuff, <laughs> so yes. I, and I have not tried that yet. But I now that you mentioned it, I I wrote it down and I'm gonna that'll be my next project to, to binge that. Oh,
2: it's, it, we, uh, you know, we sat and we watched the first two episodes last night and I was like, this is just great. And hmm. it's Stephen, it's Stephen King too. So it's. can oh,
0: wrong. not okay. with Stephen King.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know, although some of the things that he's done recently, like some of the TV shows have been kind of hit or miss. Um, some of them have been outstanding and, and others have been a bit of a disappointment, but, but this one seems to be like the tone and the actors and everything is just like right on the money. I think. do you um
3: do you ever watch like the docu series like aaron hernandez or no do-
2: i've been i want to watch that that looks interesting to me um, <laughs> but yeah I, do. I i i like yep. watching those i like i like the docu series stuff i wa I, I think you know the what was it the one about the murder the making of a murder or whatever that yes. was that was that was pretty good and then there was a really good one about a a, a nun that was killed i can't remember can't remember what the name of that one was but it's it's on it, it's on Netflix and it's about a, a nun who, who was murdered. Um, Get down, yeah. Because that sounds <laughs>
0: really interesting already.
2: Yeah, I mean it's it's a fascinating story. Um, uh, yeah, definitely worth a look. Yeah, I like doc. I like docu series. Yeah.
0: I just want to take a quick step back though, because we're talking about how actors how, like, we were talking about, like, like, Dracula a minute ago and The Witcher, and it's, like, you you don't have a lot of these high-profile actors. Hen- Henny Caffill is the only one I noticed. I didn't know who anybody was in Dracula. But yet, they were... Oh, uh, yeah,
2: I don't either. Like, I have no idea who any of those this actors this. are. Mm-hmm.
0: So, like, why doesn't Hollywood take a step back and say, listen, these two shows are, are huge on Netflix, and they have a lot of, like... I I, I don't want to demean them by calling them no-names, but, right. they're, but they're not, like, you know, Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman... Uh, fucking Al Pacino. It's like you're giving people a shot and they're good.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Why, like, why, why won't they take a look at that?
2: It's, you know, again, it's, it's because they're worried about their bottom line. They want to make sure that they, they have a good, you know, ROI on it, you know, return on investment. Yeah.
3: I like uh, the fact that the streaming services are doing that though.
2: Yeah. yeah giving actors a chance. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. That's great.
2: Yeah. I mean, you look at, you know, light as a feather. Um, yeah. I you know I didn't really know anybody on that show uh, when I got on it and you know I didn't I I didn't know Liana was uh, you know as big of a star as she was um, and I, I I because I just didn't follow you know the kind of films that she was doing
1: right
2: but now I think she's going to be a big star um, she's involved in a film called Hush Hush which is uh, revolves around a young adult novel and I think that's going to be blockbuster for her um so i don't know we'll see um but yeah i mean you know like light as a feather is a good example of you know there's barely you know all those actors and and you know are fairly unknown except for the big youtube stars and and liana um uh but you know that they they, they they did have a couple of of you know veteran actors in it also um that you've seen around like robin lively she's been in everything um yeah uh, yeah i mean i i think those shows some of them are, some of those shows are out there but the majority of the shows are are you know it's it's again it's the same people over and over again it's like how do you break through that glass ceiling Nah, yeah. that's, I'm trying to figure it out, man. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. Um, I think you know the, the way you break through is kind of doing what i'm doing yeah. and creating your own content Keep hustling man that's what until, you're do until somebody notices you, you know when yeah. if you're an actor in this town and you're not creating your own content you're you're shooting yourself in the foot,
3: right.
0: Now, this show we pride ourselves on having like a like a wide variety. Like tomorrow, we're going to be interviewing and an, uh, a professional mixed martial arts fighter. Oh, uh, cool, who? uh, Blake Troop, Blake Blipproof Troop. He's out there in California. Actually, he's out there in your neck of the woods. I would check him out because he does a lot of a lot of good shit on social media too. But is he competing in the UFC? He's he's not in the UFC, but he is a, a, an active fighter in one of the lesser known promotions. But okay. Like, we, we talked to a wide variety. We had a lot of adult stars, you, of course, an actor. Um, we just had a lot of different people. And one thing I find interesting is there's like an etiquette in professional wrestlers. Like, for instance, you have to shake everyone's hand backstage as a wrestler. In porn, you have your, your, your no list that they call it. Mm. Is there any kind of like etiquette that you have to have as an actor? Is it like, hey, John Tanks here, don't hand out your business card, you're here to get shot? <laughs> um... What's the etiquette like?
1: I
3: was wondering I don't know, if it's I, like I, a writer or something like that. I think that's what it's called, isn't it? A writer?
2: A writer, uh, you mean?
3: Yeah, there you go.
2: Well, I think once you're a big star, then you get a writer. <laughs> um, but uh, as far as etiquette goes, I mean, stay out of the way. Keep your head down and do your job. Hit your mark and say your line. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like basically, basically, the etiquette. They, they just want you to come in and do the job. Yeah. Um, and don't be a dick. Uh, um,
0: I guess it must yeah. vary by star too. What's that? I guess it must vary by star too. Like, hey, don't, hey, don't look at the rock. Don't look him dead in the eye. <laughs> oh up.
2: yeah, I, I, I guess there's some of that. I mean, I've never, I've never worked with anybody that, or never worked on anything where somebody's come up to me and said, you know, hey, look, you know, don't make eye contact with so and so because you know, or don't be in his eye line, you know, when you're not in the scene or or her, whatever. You know, I've never had that. Um, uh, I did, (laughs) I did work on the one time I worked on the TV show Marin, Mm -hmm. um, with Mark Marin, uh, which it was an interesting thing. They cast me as as his alter ego and we had to shoot every scene twice because basically I was not, I guess you could call it a stand in, but, but I would have to deliver him, he was to act basically the scene is him talking to himself in a in a camper van, okay. and so we had to shoot the scenes like I was in the passenger seat when he was doing, you know, uh, when the camera was on him in the in the driver's seat, and then we'd have to switch and I'd have to do his lines, so it looked like he was talking to himself on camera, and, you know, uh, I'm a huge Mark Marin fan. I love him. Uh, I listen to his podcast religiously. And, um, so I know what he's like, I know he's a little, he, he can be a little neurotic and, and a little, uh, um, you know, not cagey, but you know, he's sensitive guy. Uh, and I remember when I, <laughs> when I went to set the first AD said, so I'm going to bring you down and introduce you to Mark. He's really, he's a really nice guy, really nice guy. He kept telling me that he's a really nice guy, you know, and I'm like, <laughs> So I, I, I guess you know a lot of people are are afraid of him or were kind of like afraid of him because of kind of you know his because uh, he 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 you know on his podcast he can he can he can go he can come out swinging a lot of times yeah, yeah. but uh, but that that was the only time anybody's ever said anything to me like remotely close to what you were asking about um and he was the sweetest nicest guy ever and, you know i spent like three days in a in a camper van with him
0: <laughs> hmm. how would you deal with that by the way it's, it's like because you, you said it hasn't happened to you but like let's say you you do a movie with like dustin hoffman and they're like john listen, dustin hoffman's gonna do this scene with you just don't fucking talk to him <laughs> unless the cameras are rolling
2: i do i would I, do exactly like, what oh, they fuck,
0: shake his fucking hand be like hey how you doing pal
2: <laughs> uh, I mean, you know, unless here's the thing, you know, unless it depends if it's, a, if it's a really emotional scene or, or a really intense scene where everyone needs to be really focused, like, you know, I get it. Like He's in a zone. He can't be bothered right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just show up. I, I would, you know, take my place on, you know, wherever they have me, you know, for the camera and, and. I would uh do the scene. I you know unless if he comes up to me and and introduces himself and breaks the ice that's cool but like for the most part if if they're if it's one of those things where you know they're deep in preparation for the scene or whatever I you know, I leave him alone. Um I just I'm I'm there to I'm there to do my job and you know I'm not there to to be social. And uh you know
3: I I would think it's a lot of work. Like if it's a very emotional scene or you you have to be in there, and you've got to be really pissed off or whatever. Like I would feel like it takes a lot of energy to to get hyped up for whatever scene you're about to do.
2: Yeah, some people some people can turn it on and off and some people have to like, you know, really be in it for a while, um, to get to where they wanna go. And everyone's process is a little bit different. Um you know, uh now, can you, for,
3: like, can you cry on cue or do do you it use, ta- like, it, it, clear it takes,
2: eyes? It takes me a little while to get to, to to prep. So if I have to do a scene where I'm, I have to get emotional, I need some time,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I definitely don't want anybody bothering me when I'm I'm preparing, especially right before the cameras start to roll. When when you know the director will come up or, or whoever and say, okay, let's let's put you in your Let's put you on your mark and, and, you know, I say, okay, cool. Just leave me alone here for a little bit and let me, let me kind of get it, get it going. Um, crying on camera is very, it can be very hard. Um, you know, it's, uh, if it doesn't happen, then it doesn't happen. Right. You know what I mean? Um, there's nothing worse than, than an actor up there forcing himself to cry where it looks Yeah. Or it looks fake. Also, the other thing I don't like is like this drives me kind of crazy when I watch films is like when, when you see an actor doing a crying scene and a tear goes streaming down their face and they don't wipe it away. That bothers me.
3: Oh my God. That bothers me too. Or a hair is out of place. Like stuck (laughs) on a, please (laughs) move that. Oh my God. That drives me nuts.
2: Yeah. I mean, I just don't understand like, uh, and there are people I can turn the waterworks on like right away. And I'm always kind of like, yeah, God damn. That's really cool how they can do that. But
3: Oh, their but, nose is running. That's another one. Well, I, that oh. happens
2: to me. I, when <laughs> I get emo- yeah, when I get emotional, my nose runs, so I have to deal with that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, and uh, you know, that's not always the most pleasant thing to look at with somebody with a running nose, you know. There
1: um, is
3: um I watch like, uh...
2: you know, ugly crying. <laughs> you know? Yeah,
3: I watch um what is it? How to get away with murder. Yeah. And I swear it's just like her whole face is just Sopping wet. Just big
0: animated and I'm just cry. <laughs> like,
3: please, can someone just dab her a little, just a little bit? Oh,
2: well, if yeah. she's in it. I th- I think it's cool when like you know an actor goes for it and is, is and is completely in it. Um, oh
3: yeah, it's, I mean she does a great job. It's just like wow.
0: Well yeah, well it, it really bleached you the scene. Like if, if someone is into it, you can tell. Yeah, uh, the ugly cry, the worst ugly cry ever. I think was Toby Maguire. In Spider Man, when he did that, like, face it that became like an internet meme, where his face what, is just what like, What scene was that? You couldn't tell if he was crying or taking a dump. It, 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 what it, the it, hell it was really like, there was this one scene where he had the mask off, he had the Spider Man suit on, he just had this ugly, like, ugly cry face or whatever. It's yeah. me, you see it everywhere on the internet. But, but, um, yeah, like I, I totally get it with the whole tear thing. I mean, I don't watch a lot of TV, but yeah, that tear thing. Cause your, your first thing is if you're crying, you're going to wipe away your own tear and they just let yeah. it sit there. Yeah, for, yeah. I, I guess for dramatic effect or something.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I'm not sure if I know what scene you're talking about, but um, but that's the thing, you know. But it's like, if it, like the thing, you know, you said, like that got turned into a meme. Now, that could destroy an actor's confidence if they know that, you know, if they got to do that again. Um, uh, So. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's going
3: to that's drive me nuts. Now I'm going to have to go look around. Like, what? I have no idea what scene that is. Okay,
0: so it's called Cry
2: Toby Cry.
0: I, I just found it. It's Cry oh, Toby Cry. This poor guy. And it is on YouTube right now. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. God. I, I, I have it queued up here. I'm not going to play it because it will probably sound weird in the podcast. But I will tweet this out after the show. Oh, so, God, that poor so kid. So you guys can see up. poor kid He's a grown man. Oh, right. is he? Mr. Tag, I have one last question for you. Sure. You're a big horror movie guy, I know. What are your top 3 horror movies of all time? Just your top 3 horror movies ever.
2: Uh, hmm. Um You know, as far like I don't know if I'd call myself a big horror guy. I like I like films that are um I like scary psychological things more than I like, I I guess that that falls in line with horror, I guess. Um, uh, let's see. Well, I'd have to put alien in there because I think aliens, a great horror film.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one.
2: Um, Sure. That
3: scared the crap out of me as a kid.
2: Yeah. Uh I mean you, I watched it recently with my daughter and it did not have the same effect on her.
3: Jeez, because... No. No <laughs> movies But at the time,
2: I, yeah. Um I guess um hmm.
3: You know what used horror. to scare me as a kid? Like um Nightmare on Elm Street and It. The, right. the original It. used to, "Oh my god, terrifying." Yeah, I mean,
2: Those are scary films. Um, I'm trying to think outside of, like, Halloween and, and,
1: and, you
2: know, that kind of thing. But I think uh, um, films that, like, uh, let's see. Uh, Well, The Shining, I loved.
3: Yeah, that's another good one.
2: Even though that wasn't Stephen King's vision, but I thought Kubrick's vision of it was really just amazing.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and then, you know, like, look, I'm a huge David Lynch fan. So, um, pretty much anything David Lynch does, but I don't know if I consider those to be horror films. Like if you look at, uh, I mean, I, th- I think they're frightening. Like if you look at a film like blue velvet or a film <coughs> like Mulholland drive, the, some of the imagery, um, is disturbing and, that, that, I like those kind of – there was a film that came out a while ago um, called Under the Skin with Scarlett Johansson. I don't know if you've seen that film. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a film – I saw it in the theater. I thought it was amazing. I thought it was dis- – it, 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 it disturbed the hell out of me, and, and uh, I, I never need to see that film again. <laughs> <laughs> Once was definitely enough. I really, I really think it's a great film, though. Um, but once was definitely enough for me with that, but, um, you know, uh, I'm kind of more, I, I I like, uh, I like films that have a psychological impact that make you think, um, and and if, if it's a horror film that can make you think, I think that's great.
3: Okay. What Uh, do you think? Um, have you ever seen vacancy? No. Oh, my God. That was really good.
0: Who was in that? Kate Beckinsale and <clears throat> uh, not Owen, but the other brother, Luke, Luke Wilson? Luke Wilson.
2: Yeah. Oh, I'll have to check that out. I like both of them.
3: They were I'll in, like, to... some – they were staying in, a, like, a shady motel, and the, the owner was, like, spying on them, and then –
2: He was in, the like,
0: scat films, and would we'll put cameras <sighs> in the motels. Oh, wow. Hotels. Yeah, I, I don't. It's a really good movie. You got mm-hmm. to check
2: that out. Oh, uh, and uh, yeah, I definitely will check it out. But uh, speaking of David Lynch, um, he just released an amazing fifteen-minute short film on Netflix called "What Did Jack Do?" Oh, all
3: right. writing it down.
2: If you like David Lynch, this is you're going to love it. And, and I think that even if you you're not a David Lynch fan, I think you'll enjoy it. I think oh, um, it's 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 so great. I love it. Um it was, it was such a nice treat to wake up to that the other day. Um uh definitely worth definitely worth looking at for sure.
3: Man, you're giving me like a whole yeah. list of stuff yeah, to yeah, watch. She, she, she wrote <laughs> down
2: like I don't know how many
0: things she's got written down here. She's yeah. gonna her later. So I won't be seeing her for the rest of the day. Thank you for getting her out of my hair. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Anytime. Oh my god. But your list of horror movies <clears throat> is, is very interesting to me because Yours are kind of like mine, where they have to have some sort of semblance of realism in order for it yeah. to scare you. Like, mine would be Insidious, The Conjuring, and Paranormal Activity. I mean, those... I like
2: those films, too. Yeah. Um, don't, don't get me wrong. Um, I, I, You know, I, I just saw a really interesting, um, I think it was a Joe Rogan interview with, um, with Rob Zombie, who I actually really admire. I think he's a really really interesting guy and, and super creative. Um, oh, he sure. said, he said something that was, I'm, I'm, I'm going to butcher it, but, um, he said something along the lines of, uh, you know, what's scary to some people. Um, like the idea of like a, um, like say like a, like a monster, like a monster in the house type of film, you know, where yeah. there's a monster, like a CGI thing or something. and, and, you know that that doesn't scare people as much as some redneck with a pillowcase over his head yes. chasing somebody with a knife that that is yep. a completely different level it's much more visceral because that's something that could happen right. you know more yeah. than like some kind of you know like like you know monster under the bed type of thing uh, but I, and, and I totally agree with them. I, I think, but like, and the visuals of of something like that is way more frightening to me than, than you know, somebody you know, creating some kind of creature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole thing you with know. like Freddy Krueger and like <clears throat> Jason Voorhees is like
0: they may be iconic and cool as hell, and like the Chucky doll. They're iconic and cool, but like that's not gonna happen. The yeah, reason see, why you know. I chose my movies. Is because like you don't know what happens when you die no one no one knows so no matter right. what side of the religious spectrum you're on if you think god's real or not you don't know so when you put that idea in someone's head, like hey this is what it could be demons could be attaching themselves to children and fucking you up on the outside and doing all this crazy supernatural shit that hits home paranormal activity yeah. you know, like yeah. a, like a baby's getting haunted like yeah why like why is my that. dog staring in the corner of this room and then something flies out at you you know Yeah, that's that's kind of realistic
2: almost. And I think that's where the the true horror lies. Well, that's also a good filmmaking. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's bare bones and it's 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 they're they're, you know, using your imagination to make it work.
3: Blair Witch, I thought was good, too, though, back in the day.
2: I I saw I saw Blair Witch when it came out in the theater uh, in in New York and people were freaked out.
3: Yeah, because well, (laughs) nobody knew it was real.
2: Nobody knew no. it wasn't real. I mean, it was like at the for about a week, nobody knew what the hell, if it was a true exactly. story or not.
3: Exactly. And that's what I loved about it. I was terrified.
2: Yeah. But, yeah. And it was, it was, it was all about using, you know, the viewer's imagination. They, it was, it was really a breakthrough type of film. Um, you know, and then since then found footage movies have become kind of all the rage and, and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, And they, they really had a a good, uh, they had the finger on, on the pulse of something that, that they, they, they definitely struck gold with, with that for sure. Yeah, they did. I mean, that was an, that was an amazing achievement to, I think they made a boatload of money on that film
0: for what i think it was like fifty thousand dollars or some crazy amount to make and then they made millions of dollars yeah. so i mean
2: it was Sweet. like just outrageous how much money they made from it yeah and oh. then they had spin-offs and all kinds of things that happened you know i don't know how those did because man, we're gonna talk
0: about the spin they sucked. i never <laughs> watched spin-offs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Witch, whatever the hell it was oh my god yeah, yeah <laughs> film. Uh, Mr John tag man you are an amazing guest and oh, you, thank you you guys are a lot of fun to talk to uh, you're going to be an even better podcaster. And, and, and once you blow by our numbers, cause we're, and <laughs> in, in about two months you're, you're, you're going to have way more than we ever had. Don't forget. Well, about-
2: <laughs> I won't look anytime. I'll anytime you guys want to talk, I'm down for it. So, I mean, I enjoy you guys and you guys are fun to talk to. And, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, I like the mutual, uh, um, you know, if it's mutually beneficial to us, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, of and, course, uh, you know I appreciate. You know I, I got a couple of messages from some of your listeners, um, which I thought was really great. And you've got some nice fans. Oh,
1: good. Um, good. So,
2: awesome. uh, yeah. So, um, like I said, you know, anytime you guys want to talk, I'm down.
0: For sure. Awesome. Man. Hey, now you can plug all of your stuff here. All e- right,
2: e- let's let's get the plugs going. Um, let's, let's see. So, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at j o h n j t a g u e. Uh, Same thing with Instagram, at J-O-H-N-J-T-A-G-U-E. Check out my web series, The Rolling Soldier, on YouTube. Uh, Also, uh, be on the lookout for um, uh, The Dark Road, hopefully. Uh, You can follow The Dark Road on Twitter. Um, I can't remember what the name of the handle is on that because I don't really use it. I think it's at The Dark Road 2. Don't ask me why it's that, okay. I think that. I think that's what it is. Um, also, yeah, my podcast will soon hopefully be rolling out. Um, just putting on a couple finishing touches on a couple things. Uh, give me a follow. Uh, also, my website is uh, jontagactor.com. Check me out there. Awesome. Beautiful. He sounds like a real podcaster
0: I, already. <laughs> like, he does those plugs much better than ours. We stumble up. over and we just know what the hell we're doing. <laughs>
2: I listen to podcasts religiously, so it's I, I guess I've developed kind of the ear for whatever bullshit, you know, taglines that they use.
3: He's a he's a pro already. He's a this pro is great. already and
2: he's gonna blow past us in in in, in, <laughs> in a month.
0: So I will definitely be listening to that podcast. I implore mm-hmm. all of our followers to go check out Mr. John Tag. He's amazing and a great guest, as you can tell. Sir, thank you for coming on.
2: The is always Mr. always a pleasure. You guys take care. Thank you, you too. too. Stay in touch, my friend. All right. Thanks, guys.
0: Hey everyone, this is Stevie Richards. When I'm not doing Stevie Richards Fitness, well, actually, when I am doing Stevie Richards Fitness resistance band training programs, I'd like to listen to my friends on the Voices of Misery podcast. They talk about literally everything and anything. Some stuff that might offend you. So if you're not easily offended don't subscribe because they say whatever is on their minds is actually, actually subscribe, subscribe anyway. You might learn something and check them out anywhere you can download and listen to your favorite podcast. And of course, check them out at voices of